Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It is the Roto World Reunion Mock Draft Show. My name is Matthew Berry. This is Jay Croucher. We are from the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, coming to you from the set, from the bar right here and I think reunion Jay is appropriate because it's a reunion for me I started my career at Roto World I heard about that 1999 to 2004 uh, I was there um, and now it is a full circle moment for me I'm coming back I am reunited yes. with Roto World we are bringing Roto World back we are bringing it back in a big way and one of the ways you bring a brand back is you celebrate its past Yes. and there have been so many amazing analysts hosts and talent that have sort of come through the doors of rotorworld.com over the years. And so we thought it'd be a lot of fun. Could we ask our friends, because we're all friends with them, we're friends with all these guys, mm-hmm. and, and, and men and women, if they would mind coming back and mock drafting with us. Yeah. And by mock draft, I think I, I just mean make fun of me, right? <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do here. And so, you know, if you want to talk alumnus of Rotorworld, one of the first places you start is Greg Rosenthal. Yeah. Greg Rosenthal, our buddy Greg. Greg was the longtime lead analyst for Roto World, got his start there, uh, and now left, and now he's a big star in NFL, NFL.com, does everything, does the Around the NFL podcast, as you can see there in the background. Greg, brother, how are you, my friend? I'm good. It is good um, to know, like, the Roto World name is back. And you were there just for a few months, maybe, when when I got there, but you don't know this. I actually had refused to do any Roto World uh, programming until they brought the name back. You know, it was very painful for me. No one knows this. No one actually asked me to do anything. Um, But to take like the best. You're like, they ever ask, screw them. I'm not doing it. Like the best brand name in NBC sports history. And it's just out the door. Now it's back and you're back. It all feels good. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I literally, when I was in negotiations with NBC, uh, whatever, you have all these demands. And they said no to all of them. You know, I was like, well, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I literally said, I said, well, fine, give me two things. Number one is I, I just, I want a guy, whenever I ask for it, to bring me a lobster roll. Mm. So, they, so I'm asking for it now. Somebody, somebody please bring me a lobster roll. And the other thing is, is I, I want the Roto World name back. Oh, dang. Me, you were responsible for this? Back. What? You were responsible for this? I am responsible for this. Wow. This was part, this was part of, in all, in all seriousness, this was part of my negotiation of my return to NBC was that was part of the negotiations. I wanted the road. And by the way, all that's great. I thought it was my sarcastic tweets and texts that I would send to Rick Cordella when it first happened, but it's good. Well, to know Cordella did to say, Cordella did say like, you know, who Rosie would be on board with this. So, um, <laughs> uh, no, listen, to be clear, 
uh, it was one of those things where it's just like I made all these demands and I was just like, I don't want to bring Rotorworld back. And they were immediately like, great, we're going to do that. I'm like, oh, crap, I should have. <laughs> I think they were already planning to do it and I just screwed up, you know? Um, it's like the, uh, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer with the coffee that spills on him yeah. and makes the demand of like, you know, I want all this stuff. Right. And then they say, they come to the negotiation and they're like, we'll give you free coffee, done. Done. Right, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I screwed that up. Uh, not the first trade negotiation that I messed up, but I'm excited to have the Royal World brand back as well. Uh, so we're doing it. Here's what we're doing here. We are doing a um, uh, we're doing a 12 team, uh, so a 12 team draft. Yeah. Full PPR. One quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers, two flex. Mm. Uh, no kickers or defense uh, as well. 16 rounds. We're doing it on Yahoo. Uh, and here's who's in the draft. You and I are going to co-draft a team co together. Yep. Unfortunately, Greg has his own fantasy extravaganza over there at NFL, so he can't draft. He's just he's gracing us with his presence for a little bit. But listen to this. we got a murderer's row here mm. in terms of alumni. Get this, right? Adam, Adam Levitan. Goodness gracious. All right, sorry. I have the Yahoo draft up in all of a sudden. And now Andy Barron's is staring at me. Lots going on Can we here. we get rid of him? On, uh, on Yahoo <laughs> Fantasy. Okay. Um, all right. So here's, so here's, here, here's the alumni that's coming by. Adam Levitan mm. uh, over there at Establish the Run. Josh Norris over at Underdog. Uh, Rich Rebar, mm. who's uh, with uh, Warren Sharp. Graham Barfield over at Fantasy Points. Kay Adams. Uh, I, we don't know where Kay's going to yeah. be. You know, Kay That's was right. obviously with uh, Good Morning Football for so long. She's uh, she left that show. She's with People Magazine, but I, I believe she's got a sports gig. But I don't think that's been announced yet. Evan Silva, the great Evan Silva, yes. will be joining us. Um, so that's the alumni here. Come on camera. Look what go. look what just show up. Look what just yeah, happened. Yeah, what happened. Yeah. You know what this is? Look at what look at what this is. I thought you got the chicken fingers. No, ah, I got I just sold you the no, lobster roll. It was my one demand. I, I guess I, I shouldn't have left. It took like a decade, but now I regret it. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, and then of course we've got our current Roto World experts mm. and our team, including you and I, Pat Corain, Kyle Dvorak, Denny Carter, Lawrence Jackson, and my buddy. Patrick Doherty, Roto Pat. Let's bring in Roto Pat here with a minute 32 before the draft. There he is. Pat, Pat, I feel like has one blazer and he just wears it all the time. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, blazer. I literally have three blazers and I've worn this one twice in the past week. Whatever you wore twice last week, Pat. That's what you said. No, twice in the past week because yeah, I, I already went through the full rotation. So I'm back to the beginning. So I mean, you don't have to though. Like, I'm not saying Barry's your boss here, but he's definitely a, a above you on the pecking order. He's wearing like a t-shirt. I think that gives you, gives you. So this is my my blazer is my armor. Um, so in, in this, I can I never I've never had a bad draft. I've never made a bad quip on a podcast. So it's in a blazer, blazer. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> hope springs eternal. Mm. All right, so we have the number one pick. Uh, so I, what I, I read it, the draft order is you and I somehow got the number one pick. I don't think that was, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that was uh, planned or not. We didn't we're lobby gonna, for it, but we got it. Right, we got it. Who are we thinking here? So we're we're up at number one. I have Jonathan Taylor at number one. I think he can make an argument for CMC at one as well. Yep. I don't think anyone's looking at it. It's weird if it's Cooper Cup. What do you think? I kind of want to take Christian McCaffrey yeah, because I think one. That, had he had his 2019 season last year, then he's going number one. And 
look, I think everyone expects Christian McCaffrey to get injured, but his injuries are because his injuries are because all like random linemen are falling on his ankles. I'm not sure that's repeatable, but I just can't trust this Carolina situation. Matt Rule. I think we have to take Taylor, right? You know what I really need is a napkin. <laughs> what I should have demanded in my contract was a guy that would bring me a napkin whenever I wanted. You have to die, uh, Coke of, guy as well. Uh, there you go. Try to die, Coke. So let's, right. let's take Taylor. I think the argument for Taylor is it's the upside of McCaffrey. Maybe not massive upside, but still has the upside of McCaffrey with a floor that just isn't there with McCaffrey. Much higher floor. Yep. Much higher floor. We expect yep. the Colts to be very good yep. under Matt Ryan. Look at all the sauce that I got everywhere. Like it's a disaster. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're drafting Jonathan Taylor. I, I need a lot of napkins. It's a very good lobster roll, but it's like it's messy. I have it on my pants. I have it on my phone. Look, I have it on my hand. Oh, no. Look, look, that's lobster sauce. I want to be clear to the internet. That's that is lobster sauce. This is like lessons of what not to do during your draft. Yeah. But and by the way, that those are lessons I've been giving out my entire career, Greg. If anyone's followed my career of what not to do. Uh, my, you also my, asked for the scoring system right before we started, so that's another that's another one on the, that those like basic ones we would write back in two thousand and three of like what is fantasy football? Know your right. scoring system, Greg. What are your memories? And so uh, now we're up to um, uh, I think uh, oh we're up to me. My only my plan A, B, and C was to take the first two thousand yard receiver in NFL history, Justin Jefferson, but. I think I have to settle for Cooper mm. Cup. Um, okay, yesterday's yeah. so Justin Jefferson. That's how the. I'm trying to figure out how to. How Greg, by the way, I was thinking it's my boss Greg. is still Rick Cordell. Yours is now Roger Goodell. And just take <laughs> us through the differences between Goodell and Cordell. Both great. They're both great. Yeah, his name is on the paycheck, which I was curious, <laughs> but it, it truly is. If you if you look it up, this is bringing me back. Um, I can't wait till Silva's on uh, and picking because. Um, I hired Silva back in the day, wrote a Pat too. Silva once tried to kind of convince me. Which that one are you I'm, more proud of? You know, they're all when, my, when, uh, you, when you give your resume out, Greg, in terms of who you, whose career you launched, who's, who are you more proud of? Is it, is it Evan Silva who, you know, uh, is <laughs> beloved within the fantasy community and gone into great things? Or is it Roto Pat who's just here in front of you in a blazer? They're they're like they're like children, and I, I have uh, two children. I know you you have even more, Matthew, and you, you love five, them man. all. You you secretly have feelings of which you like better, but you would yeah, never say them out loud. And oh. some are clearly better looking than others. A thousand percent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I have them ranked one through five. My wife and I always <laughs> say we have five kids. We have three kids too many. It depends on the day which three. <laughs> <laughs> It change, the rankings change all the time. Mm. Right. I, want, I want to kill Silva's Dalvin Cook pick. I can't really. He, he's at eight. But I, I do remember like spending a lot of my 20s viciously IMing back and forth with Silva about player evaluations uh, <laughs> basically all summer long. And they would, they would get heated and personal, and he, it, he, would, get, he would get mad at me. And that was, that was how I knew he would be a great one when he cared that much about Ernest Wilford's average <laughs> draft position. Yeah, I'd say the Roto World culture has gotten a little less personal over the years. Uh, where, uh, Evan Silva said some unspeakable things over the years. Uh, <laughs> So I'm still not over it. He's not here to defend himself. No, no he's a, he's a gentleman. We'll get him. We'll uh, we'll get him in there. So just to recap our draft here, I'm trying to, you know, it's I'm just being honest here, right? So I've spent so many years drafting on ESPN. I have never really drafted on Yahoo before. So I'm wow. trying to sort of figure out like how to like look at who's been drafted and what. It's a 
Uh, I don't totally understand the interface here. Um, but anyway, just to recap, we took Taylor one, then McCaffrey. Justin Jefferson went three. Rotopat took Cooper Cup at four. Jamar Chase goes five. See it there on your screen. Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry. Surprised that guys, are you surprised Derek Henry falls that far? I mean, Harris over Cook is sort of interesting to me, and Henry falling that far. Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs as we head towards the end of the first round. But that's to me, that's the interesting one is Henry falling that far. No, I'm basic, and I I don't know understand why to- Derrick Henry is like a top ten pick anymore. I would want no, no part of him. I'd want all of these receivers over all of the running backs uh, taken in the middle, except for Cook. Cook would be my exception, but I feel like they're all way safer. I feel like Derrick Henry could be like legitimately bad. That offensive line is going to be bad, and he could be hurt. Like there's a decent chance he's never going to be the same guy. Yeah, but but here, yeah, Frank, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Goodbye, Derek uh, Henry. <laughs> I always like look at the average draft position right before we do our fantasy show, and there's just like names that stand out as like, oh, wow, really? And and Henry was one of those. I, I think the argument, I think the, 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 the anti-Greg Rosenthal argument for Derek Henry as uh, CeeDee Lamb and DeAndre Swift go on the turn, hmm. I, I think the argument there uh, is he's built different than every other running back, I think, in NFL history that he's just a genetic freak in nature, that even if he's not as efficient, he's going to get insane volume. And prior to his injury last year, he was Cooper Cup. Derrick Henry was single-handedly winning people fantasy leagues up until the time he got injured last year. So that's the anti-Greg Rosenthal argument. I hear you about safety, but I think my, my counter to that is, is like Chris McCaffrey had literally never missed a practice. Forget about a game. He'd literally never missed a practice or been in an injury report until two years ago in which he couldn't, and then he couldn't stay on the field. Derrick Henry had been healthy up until last year. Like everyone's, you know, one rolled ankle away, you know, one, one chop block away from being out. So, I mean, like we're talking about tackle football, who's safe. Like they're all, you know, I mean, everyone's like one play away from a, a freak injury. I think the thing with Henry as well is that he's kind of, he exists outside of game script because they had that bizarre game last year at the start of the season where Titans played the Seahawks. Seahawks are up double digits in the second half. And the Titans just run Derrick Henry more. Just run more, down double digits, just, and they win the game, I think, in overtime. So, yeah, obviously he's intrinsic to that whole team, that whole offense. But, yeah, I, I would be... I would be lower on Henry than you, I think. I would be. I would actually take Alvin Kamara over Derrick Henry. And Kamara's has Kamara gone yet? Just gone. Hey. He went after Saquon and DeAndre Swift. I don't get that. Like, uh, we we just did a whole podcast, Greg and Pat, about Kamara. Um, and we're well, not a whole podcast about it. It was one topic on the podcast. And I just said the to me the only anti Kamara argument is you think he might get suspended. And I don't think he's getting suspended this year. I don't think the NFL is going to rule on his suspension until the legal case plays out. I don't think the legal case is going to be finished until the football season's over. If he gets suspended, I think it's 2023. And so if you knew that Alvin Kamara was going to be eligible for all 17 games this year, like, what are we doing? This is a top five fantasy running back. I'm with you. I think he'd be my top three. I think it'd be Taylor, Cook, and Kamara. Yeah. I think the anti-argument for Kamara is like everything's new, you know, new, new, well, not new quarterback anymore, new coach, like entirely new supporting cast. You know, he was last year for the first time ever in his career, they finally gave him like those really big workloads. I don't think he had ever had more than 20 carries in a game 
until last year, and he had several 30. And, you know, he just wasn't efficient. He wasn't effective, but it was in an awful offensive environment. He does seem like a no-brainer bounce-back candidate. He's not going to be starting games anymore uh, with Ian Book, still the the number one thing from the 2021 season right. I cannot Ian unsee. Book. So yeah. – um, and with, with Henry, by the way, I was the only thing I was surprised about was that he went in the first round at all. This group, I thought it'd be one of those things where they would try to make him fall right. to like the third or fourth round. Hey, do you want to do no one Andrews wanted to be the newbie who took Derrick Henry. Plus, I think so, fantasy. Right, we have 40 seconds to make a pick here. Um, so, uh, uh, who just went? Uh, Mike Evans just went. I don't want Nick Chubb. Oh, Nick Chubb. Don't want Javante. Yeah. yeah. Mark so, Andrews. Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews and T. Higgins is interesting to me. If we want to do another running back, I'm good with. I'm good with Zeke here. I'm good with James Conner, who I really like. Um, I don't feel strongly. I can't believe problems. Leonard Fournette is going in the second round. In, in Greg, thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Running back, running back, running back, running back. All right. We're drafting Zeke. All right. I'll explain my Zeke theory here in a second. And then um, and then uh, we can either do Mark Andrews or T. To me, it's Mark Andrews or T. Higgins. Let's do Mark Andrews. All right. There we go. I like it. We're going to wait on wide receivers. Zero wide receiver. Yeah, That's an interesting strategy. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is a good room. This is a good zag in this room where we're all just, you know, nine or ten receivers to start the draft. Then you start thinking about a running back maybe. My, my argument about about Ezekiel Elliott is that I think people – same thing, is that I, I think people are like, oh, I know he looked slower last year. Tony Pollard – everyone wants to make Tony Pollard a thing. And it doesn't matter – Greg, how much you or Pat or anyone out there wants to make Tony Pollard a thing? Because right. one guy doesn't want to make Tony Pollard a thing, and that's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones still wants it to be the Ezekiel Elliott show, at least this year, when his guaranteed money runs out. And people forget, week four, Ezekiel Elliott partially tore his, tore his PCL. That didn't come out until after the season. But I, I don't think that got enough publicity. He was hurt throughout the entire year. And yet he still had double-digit touchdowns. He still finished as a top-20 fantasy running back. Like, through the first four games, this guy was the sixth-best running back in fantasy. Yep. Like, I, I, I think he still has more juice left than he showed last year, and he's healthier. But more importantly, he's going to get insane volume on one of the best offenses in football. He's still going to get all the early-down work and the touchdowns. Pollard will be more used in the passing game. Okay. All right. That's Should my argument. In? Should we bring in Evan Silva? There's Evan Silva. Hello. Evan Silva, hired by Greg Rosenthal. The big dog. <laughs> big dog. Uh, he left. Uh, he, used to wrote the, he, he used to write for Rotor World the matchups column, which is one of the great columns in fantasy football history. I think it is one of, the, one of the iconic columns in literally fantasy football history. Thank you. He's since left Rotor World to start Establish the Run with Adam Levitan, another Rotor World alumnus. Uh, I'm a subscriber to Establish the Run. It's a great site. You guys do a fantastic job, Evan. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthew Barry. And I got my Roto World hat on today. Ooh, I should have brought yeah. mine in. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, Greg, great. just, you know, I was listening to what Greg's been saying. He just His fantasy acumen has just totally evaporated over the years, but <laughs> it's nicer for him to make an appearance, you know? I like I like because you guys are all in this bubble that it's like we have to go by like whatever, you know, so there's sort of like a group think that comes on. So it's very confusing when you see like guys like Leonard Fournette in the second round and like my big fantasy angle because everyone's got to have a brand. Mine would be like, let's pick players that are good at football. Like, um, how about the players that are like good at football? That, that seems important. Like if in their six or seven years, how many years have they been good at football? It's also why DeAndre Swift in, in the first round seems like a little much. Little, little hey, Evan, 
Yo, uh, before you, before I, I, you I, I got a multitask right now, and I cannot do this, Matthew Barry. So, right. well, you you <laughs> grab while well, I'm. Ah. I'll okay, I had. What do you think? One sec. I'm Evan Gronk still out there, man. Ah. No, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, ooh. I'm gonna take Kyle Pitts. Why not? You know, you only live once. All right, all right. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead, Matthew Barry. I'm sorry. Hey, wait. By the way, Nick Chubb is still out there, right? Yes, like, he, he is. Yeah, that's people right. hate Nick Chubb. Um, well, he's too uh, good at real football. Is the problem. Right, that's yeah. that's where I would. That's where that would be my angle. Nick Chubb. That would be a good one. Nick good Chubb at is great football. at football. The problem yeah. is, is no one else on his team is. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, no. In all seriousness, though, Evan, what I was going to ask is, is that uh, prior to you coming on. Uh, Greg Rosenthal didn't understand why Derrick Henry was anywhere close to the first round. I was saying I thought it was really? surprising that Henry lasted all the way till ten yeah. or nine. I think he went pick nine. Right. And I know, I know, uh, you and I both, but I know you have often talked about the big dog eating. Where yes. are you on Derrick Henry this year? Uh, Rosen, Rosie's entirely out on Henry. I'm yeah. not. I, I, I haven't. I, I, it's it's a good question. It's always a good debate because he has the potential to lead the NFL in touches. And we know that usage and he has the ability to lit, hit, hit long runs. He's going to be the centerpiece of the offense, right? So there's definitely a, a bull case to be made here for him. And I think the bearish case is he's somewhat situation dependent. The Titans were obvious. I mean, I think according to Football Outsiders, they were one of the worst number one seeds in the history of the league. I just I worry about their team not being as good, them falling behind more. That would cut into his touches. He is, I mean, if, if you look at his touches dating back to his final season in Alabama, this dude has been worked like like crazy. Um, so is that starting to catch up with him? I, I do think he's an injury risk, but he also, you know, again, I mean, he could run the ball almost 400 times. They used him a little bit more in the passing game under Todd Todd Downing last year. So he's a guy that, you know, I, I go back and forth. This year, I'm lower on him than ADP. But again, you can build a real strong bull case for him. I think I'm probably right there in the middle on him on ADP. I'm not like super bullish, but I'm yeah. not super bearish either. My my answer to that is, is that while they've used him a ton, it's weird. When he came into the NFL, people forget like he couldn't get past DeMarco Murray. The, like the first couple of years he's in the NFL, he was basically DeMarco Murray's backup and Deion Lewis. Like they were Deion playing Lewis. Deion Lewis over him. And yeah. so it, the he, he, he had a couple of, quote, years of rest, if you will. That's true. And I also think that, like, the normal usage rules about, oh, you know, running backs over 400 carries or running backs over 300 carries year after year, like, just don't apply to a guy that's, like, that effing big. Like, he's just a genetic freak right. of nature that I don't think you've seen a running back that size since maybe Brandon Jacobs. And obviously, he has so much more speed than Jacobs. I mean, like, he's just he's just a different – beast you know what i mean like yeah. I, that's sort of my take on henry yeah. i think i mean I, I mean you know imagine being a, a 230 pound linebacker or a you know 210 pound safety meeting derrick henry on the second level mm. you know you i mean you gotta think about your family you, you have to make decisions based on your family <laughs> at that decision. Point, you know? it's like when i first met silva like i had kind of you know i was his boss and i was you know, probably sometimes a little sharp with him when we would get into arguments. And then we finally met after a few years in Chicago. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this man. I can't believe I've <laughs> Greg and Evan, when you guys you like would get this. into it, it was like watching my parents fight. 
And then, like, it was two people I loved and respected, and it also would get, like, shockingly personal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Silva's killing it with this draft, though. I have, to, you know, we're, we're going to be taping our show, the Around the NFL podcast. Oh, Silva's coming on that, too. He's busy today. Happens to be on the same day. I, I'm giving Silva uh, the win so far through three rounds of all, all these right, teams. I'll take, I it, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. By the way, Hearing uh, hearing Greg talk up, you know how much he loves Nick Chubb and hates Derrick Henry. I'm good. I'm not sure you want that compliment, Silva. I'm not sure. That's a, I, no, I don't hate Derrick Henry. That's like mid second round. Yeah, unbelievable. I, who's on your? I don't even. I can't even say. Like I don't even know who's on anyone's team. I can't figure this out. Um, Camara Pitts. He goes Allen Robinson in four. That's bold, but I like I it. That. Oh, I uh, love Matthew it. Barry. What's it like being at the old stomping grounds again? Although it's not really the old stomping grounds, is it? It's it's much different. Much different. It's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I mean, it's weird because I I want to couch it because if if I sit here and say like how happy I am, it makes it sound like I hated ESPN and everything like that. Right. I I don't want to crap on ESPN. Like I had a great fifteen year run there, and I love ESPN, and I love I have a lot of friends still there, and um, so I I want to be you know, careful there. And I, I don't want anyone to think that, but I'm so happy. I, I, I am awesome. so happy to be you here. Seem like, happy. You seem energetic, you know, <laughs> it and, just, and, you know what? Matthew, you're glowing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's a chat. If I had stayed at ESPN um, and they made me a really nice offer, a three-year extension, it, it would have been to do the same thing. And, I, you know, I just, it felt like time. I just wanted to challenge myself and I didn't want to just, keep doing the same thing. And so the, the opportunity to try to come here and start a new podcast and start a Sunday show and, you know, the opportunity to be on football night in America and to actually get fantasy football into an NFL awesome. game pregame show. I thought that was just too much of an amazing opportunity that I couldn't pass up, honestly. And, Super and cool. everyone top to bottom here at NBC, this is going to sound like I'm kissing ass, but it's true. Top to bottom here at NBC has been nothing short of supportive and awesome, and how can we help, and what can we do, and, you know, like, again, I like this thing, I said, like, we were like, hey, we should do some, you know, the idea was like, hey, we want to do a mock draft show, and I said, let's do a Roto World reunion show, can we get Roto World alumni, and they were like, that's an awesome idea, let's do that, like, they have been so gung-ho about everything, it's like, um, Evan, I, I, honestly, I'm, I am so insanely happy. That's awesome. That, that's great to hear, and, and the talent that we brought in for this re reunion, I mean, it's just, it just goes to show, like, they're, they're, Andy Reid's coaching tree and got nothing on the on the Matthew Berry and the Roto World coaching tree. I right, mean, right. None of this, and and I'm taking off shortly, so I did want to yeah. say before I go, none of this yeah. would have happened without you, uh, Barry. Yeah. You you helped keep that site afloat, and I saw uh, up close every day. Uh, it was called All Star Stats back then. It was mostly yeah. a stat service, and Roto World was just like a little sprinkle add on for the people that were paying to have printouts sent to them of fantasy stats and you kept the lights on for for all of us before we got there and i remember how excited we were when nbc bought us in 06 yep and uh i think they put a little roto world 10 second ad during sunday night football in the preseason and now we got that. now you're back and you're and, on and, and i think night. a ton of people went to the site and the site crashed or something like <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean what are some of your um some your some of your guys memories of of roto world Oh, before you go, Greg, because I, I thank you for your kind words. By the way, the truth of the matter is, is that we all owe a we all owe a debt of gratitude to Matthew Puglio because to your mm -hmm. point, Absolutely. it was All Star Stats. It was this commissioner service. The people that owned the company, they thought that was their big ticket to money, and so they just had this news service off to the side they didn't care about. And Matthew Puglio 
was the guy that um mm-hmm. want to do him yeah do great Bateman? yeah let's do bateman sorry we're Juju like, we're, in the fourth I, we're honestly we, we're just like we need a wide receiver and like i don't know we're like i'm half paying attention <laughs> like i don't know probably a terrible pick but whatever very um, spinning right now he's getting complimented yeah. too much it's a strategy <laughs> <laughs> well, the, my, one of my early earliest memories was really I started reading Roto World when I, when I was in college. Um, you know, I would go to the library, supposedly going to study, but I'd really just be re- reading Roto World the entire time. And I would read a lot of baseball blurbs because Pulio was doing Pouliot, Pulio. I don't know. Yeah, Pulio. It's French, right? French. Julio. Yeah. So he was doing the the, bur- the blurbs and they were so creative and they were predictive, which is something that stood out to me. Like it wasn't just hindsight analysis. It wasn't descriptive analysis. It was like, hey, this guy is actually better than, you know, his batting average right now. And, you know, he's going to come he's by low on him, you know, because he's going to regress back toward the mean. And that sounds kind of simplistic to us now. But I thought that at the time that was so brilliant. And he would also like make fun of managers. He loved to rip. I think he's a Red Sox fan. And he, he is, loved yeah. to rip on Terry Francona. <laughs> Any chance that he had in the blurbs, he would rip Terry Francona. <laughs> and um, I, that, that's what really drew me to, uh, to Roto World initially was, was Matthew uh, Puglio's uh, uh, blurb writing. He literally, for the first three years, every blurb, every player, every sport, he wrote. It literally was he was the only guy for like three years. And so I think we all owed a debt of gratitude. Uh, He gave me my start. And, uh, you know, I've been happy to give a bunch of people their starts, just like Greg gave uh, Evan and uh, Pat their starts. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a a, it's been an amazing run of talent that have come through the doors at Roto World. And so it's something that uh, as we sort of rebring the we bring the brand back, we want to celebrate and we want to I'll tell you guys, and we'll talk offline, but that is something that uh, it is our hope here uh, that this isn't a one-off, that we, uh, that, you know, we, we, we celebrate and work with, with all you guys because you guys all do great work. I mean, not you, Roto Pat. You're already here. You know, like whatever. You know. <laughs> you're fine. You're already here. Yeah, right. But no, no, but honestly, like, like ETR does great work. We'd love to do more with, with ETR and uh, NFL and be great. I mean, we're, already, we're partners with the NFL, obviously, in, in terms of the Sunday night broadcasts, but um we'd love to do all that so appreciate that and just do some draft analysis here i'll just say um in a in a league with three wide receivers jay i think we totally f this draft up is <laughs> <laughs> that right i mean right we we had to reach for for juju at the end of the fourth and bateman at the at the top of the fifth i'm trying to host this show and i've got like all these i think i've got didn't... all these notes and everything like that about what i'm supposed to do and never never host a show and try to do a draft at the same time Especially with a partner. So, if, uh, yeah, if we didn't have the lobster rolls, maybe we wouldn't have gone Zeke. Mm. Back yeah. <laughs> Greg, have you got to go? I, I am going to take off. Thanks for having me. Next time, I, I do want to do the draft itself because um, yeah. I want to prove Rosen, Evan no, wrong. When was the last time you drafted? I want to prove Evan wrong and I want to show. Rosenthal hasn't done an actual fantasy draft in years. I the, did he even do him when he worked that. for Roto World? Do, do you even play in fantasy leagues anymore? Rosen? My no. son. Uh, I don't, to be honest, but um, <laughs> my my son is starting a, a league this year. Um, he's very he's into it. He's been begging me to do it. So I'm trying to get Evan's daughter in here. So we're the, uh, you know the next generation oh, is taking daughter, over. Greg, he's he's seven. Okay, that's great. Just do me a favor. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to ask a personal favor of Evan and Pat. 
you talk to Greg's son just because otherwise, if Greg teaches him about fantasy, we just we might be screwed, you know. <laughs> Yeah, don't teach him to take good players. That, that's yeah, right. off on the wrong oh. foot of me. Yeah, he'll be screwed. He'll, he'll take Juju and Rashad Bateman in rounds four and five. <laughs> exactly right. You don't want that. No, tell <laughs> only draft situations, never draft players. Um, so. All right, All right. All right. see y'all, see y'all later. Hey, Thank you, you for having me. Man. Bit, Rosie, you want a quick plug? Anything? Uh, no, we already mentioned it. Check out the, uh, the Around the NFL uh, Fantasy Extravaganza. will be out this week, but we're doing three or four shows a week, so that's that's the... That's the focus here of the podcast. All right. Great. Well, we'll check that out around the NFL. and Follow him on Twitter, at Greg Rosenthal. Rosie, my friend, great to see you, brother. Great seeing you guys all together. See you. See you, Greg. Uh, a lot of Pat and Evan as well. Okay. Are we, we're saying goodbye to Pat and Evan? Yeah, we're booting them. We're, yep. we're, right. They're out. Well, They're afraid um, we will start on. fighting. Before we do, so Pat uh, Pat does all the uh, all the rankings. He does blurbs. Pat, what's going on on, uh, on rotorworld.com right now? Give us a plug for uh, what you've got going on. Just this week, got a new Superflex mock draft up in our draft guide. I have like a rankings update article coming out in a day or two, just kind of cataloging the big change, you know, big preseason weekend, a lot of changes after last weekend, got a rankings update coming out. have an ADP article coming out soon where I'm going to kind of be examining uh, like the most like fateful, like the, the hinge point ADP basically around like the player with the widest range of outcomes, like the player who will like be winning or losing drafts in that round kind of going round by round by round. And, you know, this weekend, final weekend of the preseason, it's not the, not like it used to be. We used to, you know, third week of the preseason, we used to do like full game write-ups, but people don't play their starters anymore. And if they do, they play two series, but still going to be a lot of news. So we're going to have news on the site all weekend. I got podcasts coming out, got everything. So final cuts coming up next Tuesday as well. So keep it locked to the site for that. We'll have every cut blurbed. Uh, So just a really, really big, busy week in Roto World. Sounds good. Rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. Based on your ADP and your rankings, how how uh, how badly did we reach for Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, network? I'm part of the Juju clique, so uh, it was just fine to me. Uh, uh, the guy's going to draw the most targets year. from the best football player on the planet. I, I'm, I'm more than okay with him, Matthew. Yeah, I think he's going to have a monster year. Rota Pat, we will see you. Evan, um, obviously everyone can follow you uh, at uh, – oh, and everyone follow Pat at Rotopat. Uh Evan – Everyone follows you at, at Evan Silva, EstablishTheRun.com. Again, can't recommend the site enough. It is uh, you, uh, If you are a hardcore player, and if you're watching a freaking 12-person mock draft on YouTube, you're a hardcore you player. Probably are. Um, I, I think <laughs> uh, I think Establish the Run does great work. So, um, Thanks I'm so much. I'm for you, but uh, anything, at, uh, Evan, you want to specifically mention? Anything you got specifically coming out on ETR? No. Um, well, I mean, there's there's always a bunch of stuff coming up. T- tonight, uh, I'm getting excited about this uh, this live draft event in uh, Oak Park, Illinois, right outside Chicago. Yeah. you got to come one of these years, Matthew Barry. I know this is the busiest time of year for all of us, so it's really difficult. But if you're ever in the Chicago area toward this time of year in August, please come out. I mean, that would be an, an absolute thrill It'd be amazing to have you, um, but I, um, you know, that's that's going to be my thing tonight, starting at seven o'clock tonight uh, at Kettle Strings uh, Restaurant in uh, Oak Park, Illinois. That, that's what I'm all excited about right now. Yeah, I saw you tweet about it. That's such a, that's a yeah. cool thing. It's such a community yeah. thing. I think you told me you said you guys had like se- over seventy people last year in yep. the rain and expecting a bigger crowd this year. Yep. So it'd be great. Do you yep. know what your pick is? Do you know what league you're in in that particular thing? No, I think we we haven't de- we we, we kind of decide that uh, at the place. So I don't know. We'll, yeah, but uh, 
thanks so much for uh, inviting me on. And um, you guys have a bunch of talented guests to get to, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off. But uh, great seeing you guys. Appreciate you, Evan. We'll All see right. you soon. Talk All to right. you soon, man. Later. Appreciate you. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. All right, uh, let's now, and I think uh, it's our turn to draft as uh, we, I see uh, Lawrence Jackson from Roto World and uh, Evan's co-host, co-owner of Establish the Run, Adam Leventan. We'll talk about you guys in a second. We're up. Jalen I think Jalen Hurts. I think ride or die. Yeah, I think we got to go Jalen Hurts here. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it. So we got a minute to draft. Um, our wide receivers are, are a little <laughs> dicey. Yeah. Um, if I'm being honest, it feels like it would be a real reach here. So we do play two flexes in this. So you got Eli Mitchell. I want no part of – we're sort of in the running back dead zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at sort of ADP. It's like CEH, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Damian I Harris. I want Rashad Mike, Penny. You want Rashad Penny? Chase Edmonds. I like Chase Edmonds a lot. I mean, we're all over the board in ADP, but Rashad Penny will do it. Yeah, let Rashad upside. Penny, huge upside. Big upside. Please, no one pay attention. Please don't publish this draft. <laughs> this is just for us, right? This is just for us. Like, no one's going to see this, right? I'm just asking my producer – Steve, like no one's, we're not publishing this, right? No, okay, they're they're saying no. All right, good. Um, hey, joining us, okay, so joining us right now, uh, uh, right now, um, so uh, Adam Levitan, who worked uh, from Roto World, he wrote the waiver column from uh, in Roto World. Adam, when did you work for Roto World? Do you remember what years? Oh yeah, I mean, it changed my life, man. I um I was writing this fantasy column for something called the metro newspaper i sent some clips to greg rosenthal in uh 2005 2006 didn't hear anything back from him for four or five six months i was getting ready to you know do something real with my life and then like one day i got an email from greg it said hey sorry it took me so long to get back to you uh you know we don't have any spots for writing articles but you can come on and do some news blurbs or try doing some news blurbs for us and that was in 2007 or so and so i started off just doing hourly work on on news blurbs and um yeah i was with roto world until i left in uh in 2015 so yeah it really changed my life for sure so so 2000 so till 2015 what was your first year 2007 to 2015 yeah 2007 to 2000 uh 2015 so really a long long run and then right you and evan left uh to to go to us you established established the run uh, dot com. I um I blew a lot of smoke up of uh, Evans' butt when he was here too. But I'll just say to you, I think you guys do great work there. 
Um, I think it's a, I think it's a terrific site and, uh, you know, uh, I would love to, uh, you know, uh, Roto world is proud of its alumnus. So you guys have done absolutely congratulations on the success Yes, uh, that you guys have there. Really appreciate it. Welcome back to you. That's great. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Also, uh, my buddy, Lawrence Jackson at Lord don't lose fantasy life alumnus Lawrence Jackson yeah, yeah. NBC he, we, you know we were both uh, doing some fantasy life stuff he got here first uh Lawrence good to see you my friend you too man what's going on what's, I'm, I damn I actually think I'm on the clock I'm either on the All clock right. or I'm next one of the two figured out listen we've we've screwed our draft six ways to Sunday <laughs> I, like, why don't you you and Jay will co-host and you'll co-manage a team I'm like great sure yeah. I mean well like I, anyway my team's a disaster it's Penny. awful yeah it's uh, Yahoo's gonna give us an F. I, 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 I would, I was just like y'all, man. I'm, I'm out here struggling on receivers. I'm looking right now. I'm gonna just go ahead and take uh, DeAndre Hawkins right here since it's already down bad for my receiving crew right now. You know. Well, there you go. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, I, it's so funny when you get into a league with with a lot of a lot of smart people that all sort of. Uh, I know what they're doing and everything like that. And you just like, we're all avoiding this running back dead zone. This, you know, the Miles Sanders, the Antonio Gibson. The right, Jones. right, right. You know, we, we all hate the same guys. Uh, Adam, do you have a memory of, uh, of your time at Roto World? Is anything, you know, is there one specific thing that sort of uh, jumps out at you? Yeah. You know, when I mention I, the name Roto World? Yeah. I mean, you know, people started using Roto World as a verb while I was there. You know, it was like, oh, you want to do a trade? Did you Roto World him? And I was like, wait a minute, Roto World's not Roto World's not a verb, you know. And people and and I started hearing everybody say that, and it kind of got, um, you know, nobody would do a trade, nobody would make a waiver pickup without Roto Worlding someone first, and that was really cool uh, for sure. I, I'd say another memory was was the lockout year because yeah. people probably don't remember, but you know, we were not busy at all throughout the whole lockout, obviously, and then. When the lockout ended, they did everything at once. Free agency, the draft, trades. I mean, it was like everything at once. And that turned into a mess where all of us were uh, kind of on our last limbs. And, um, you know, I have good memories of Wes from that time talking about uh, going to drink beer instead of doing more blurbs and stuff like that. And so, yeah, those were the, those were the days, man. It was, it was fun for sure. Damian Pierce goes, I'm just sort of looking at this last round. We're finally starting to start see see some of these. We took Penny. Lawrence, what do you think of Damian Pierce going after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Who would you be taking out of those two guys first? I, I would I would go Damian Pierce, man. And, and as you can see, they both went pretty close right here. Uh, at this point, I would just want to go with the upside of Damian Pierce instead of getting involved with what's probably going to be a three-man committee out there in Kansas City. Um, Jared McKinnon definitely going to get some love. We see Pacheco. Uh, trying to do his thing. So I would just go with Pierce since only to really do he got to beat out is Marlon Matt. So I would ride with Pierce definitely. So whoever – I okay got him. So that that's solid right there. Pierce is definitely somebody that's, you know, risen a lot up in, in, in preseason. Adam, I follow you on Twitter, so I know you talk about, uh, you know, preseason trends quite a bit. I know that's something you guys are doing at ETR as well. You know, it's and it's always with, with preseason, like it's it's sifting through like – Hey, this is this is actual buzz. This, there's a reason for this, and I think with Pierce, it's legitimate. And there's also like the you know best shape of his career, blah blah blah. That you know, I, I always feel like you know last couple of years, as Pacheco, as Isaiah Pacheco has sort of gotten uh, some love. People bring up Darwin Thompson as sort of the poster boy of 
preseason buzz that then absolutely fizzled. Uh, I know you are a huge preseason snaps guy, and you look at all that stuff. Are there any guys in the preseason that have that have significantly moved up your ranks, or, yeah. and, or and or are there buzzy guys that you're like you're just ignoring, you don't buy? Yeah, I, I think Pierce is a good point as someone who coaches speak with their actions. In other words, hey, Marlon Mack, you're going to play in this game. Hey, Rex Burkhead, you're going to play in this game. Damian Pierce, you're going to rest in this game. Teams don't do that to a fourth round rookie. I question the upside a little bit of playing running back for the Texans when other guys are going to be in there. Like, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a timeshare worth more than Damian Pierce as a feature back? I don't think that's crazy uh, to think that at all. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think... There hasn't been as much this year. We obviously got a really long look at what the Chiefs think of Ronald Jones. Um, they don't think much of Ronald Jones. We've certainly backed off him. I think the Kenny Galladay stuff where he's mixing a bit with Colin Johnson, I think that's a little bit scary, but you see that reflected in ADP. Kenny Galladay goes in the 13th or 14th round. Um, yeah, the, the the snap count stuff in the preseason hasn't been, I think, as plentiful this year, not much of it matters. I just think what does matter matters a lot. Oh, the Traylon Burks thing. I'm so tired of talking about Traylon Burks, but Traylon Burks is down bad right now, man. I mean, he's he's buried for sure. I, I think that he's going to start off as number four, or number five wide receiver for the Titans. And that's bad because, I mean, they're going to start Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Kyle Phillips, and Robert Woods, 30 years old, off an ACL. And so it doesn't look great for Traylon Burks. By the way, Robert Woods just went in this round, like in the where we're in the, we're in the eighth round of a 12 team, three wide receiver draft. I love Woods at that that spot there. I I think he's going to get a massive target share. He looks to be healthy. This is a guy who's been a top yeah. twenty wide receiver every year of his career, or at least every year since he's been in Los Angeles. He was up and down in Buffalo. I, I kind of like Woods this year at, at where he's going ADP wise. Yeah, it's just tough for me to get excited about a thirty year old off an sure. ACL playing with Ryan Tannehill. But I hear you. His his ADP is certainly palatable. Hey, if they put him, out, if they put that man out there week one. He's good to go in my book. And, and, and the fact that Traylon Burks ain't getting off to the start they want him to, Robert Woods is easily far and away uh, their best option in the passing game. It's going to take, uh, it look like it's going to take Traylon a, a little bit to uh, catch up to speed there. Mm-hmm. All right. We're up. We need some receivers. We need some, we're <laughs> so brutal. I mean, so, you know what? I mean, what we could do here is like, I mean, we're so all over the, all over the place here, but just you want to talk about sort of, uh, preseason buzz. Romeo Dob- Dobbs is there. George Pickens is there. Just in, ter- uh, in terms of sort of preseason buzzy guys, Isaiah McKenzie is there. As I'm going through sort of the wide receivers. Any of those guys, Adam, uh, in terms of preseason buzz that you sort of like? And Lawrence, then I want your, your thoughts as well. But we have 25 seconds left. Yeah, I, I think the Dub stuff has gotten a bit too hype. Same with the Pacheco stuff. Yeah, Pickens is going to play a lot, but I don't know how many guys that that they can support. I, I don't want to say yeah. I have some players. I have some wide receivers in my queue that that I'm looking at, and I'm right next to you guys. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's do, let's do Devin Singletary. Singletary. I'm with you on Devil, Devin Singletary. Very That's unsexy, but very unsexy. But perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. You do play too. You. I'll just I'll just say this. Um, just talk about draft strategy for a second. So like. People went wide receiver crazy in this league, and so we're sort of chasing wide receivers here. We haven't even filled out. Like, we only have two wide receivers in a three-wide receiver league, and we're we're now into round nine. So we're a little screwed. So my thought is, is I think the value is at running back, right? I mean, we so, so again, if you find yourself in a draft like this and you've completely screwed it up the way Jay and I have, then I think what you can do is try to get, get yourself some depth. Again, you don't need to leave – the draft with a perfect team. What mm-hmm. you can do is you can say like, okay, you know what? They're going to, people are going to need running backs. 
you know, let's let's build up some depth here. And so I like Devin Singletary. I think he's going to play with the ones he played. I think every snap that Josh Allen was out there in the last game, like he's going to be the guy. I'm not. I don't think Zach Moss or James Cook are going to be a thing. Uh, you know, maybe Cook on third down a little bit, but I think Devin Singletary gets a a pretty healthy workload with one of the best offenses in football. And so then do we trade one of our better running backs because we feel like we can use Singletary to get a better wide receiver, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like again, we don't have a lot of leverage, but no, but you're trying help. to you're trying to you're trying to get building blocks you know um lawrence where so where are you at some of these uh preseason buzz guys anyone out there that have sort of uh caught your eye yeah so um you were mentioning uh george piggins and romeo dobbs uh when when it comes to those two players i would definitely just go with the uh better player in that situation which would be george piggins but just like adam said like how many stillers receivers you really gonna draft um if Kenny Pickett get in there, quarterback, it might not, it ain't gonna be as bad. You know, he he doesn't he don't run the ball like Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's looked good in the preseason. I feel a lot better drafting multiple Steelers receivers with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Dobbs, Aaron Rodgers just said it. He likes him, but he would prefer that the veterans start out first. So at best, right now, coming out the gate in the beginning of the season, he wide receiver four on that team. He got to work his way up. So I would go uh, Pickens definitely over Dobbs right now. There you go. Adam, any uh, – so you, you've now – who did you end up taking? You took Chase Claypool. Is that you? Yeah, I had, that's me. I, I, I had a couple other guys I, I was uh, considering. I had Garrett Wilson in the, in the queue, Cordero Patterson, um, Tyler Boyd, Traylon Burks. But, um, yeah, I think Steelers will play three wide receiver as a base this year, 21 out of their 25 snaps in their second preseason game. We're in three wide receiver and Claypool plays the slot there. And like, yep. I know he was bad last year. He got benched at a point last year due to six, four two thirty eight, playing the slot. I mean, if they give him chances, I think he can win there. And maybe it's like part of his progression towards being a tight end or whatever, you know, but uh, people who don't like him say that, but uh, you know, these big guys in the slot certainly intrigue me. So I like getting play Claypool there. I actually have Claypool, uh, slightly ahead of Pickens, but uh, not by a lot. I, I'll just say this, and we've been saying this on the show, um, for everyone that's just like, ah, Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, who knows? Like, we, whoever is quarterback Steelers, I think it's an upgrade. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think people, like, the people that are like, oh, you're, we're, like, they didn't watch football last year. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger was awful. Bottom like, five. I, yes. Easily bottom five, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's been awful for two, he was awful for two years. So yeah. I, I think that, I get it with Trubisky and Pickett's a rookie, but those guys are both going to be actually fairly big upgrades. I think the Steelers' offense will be better this year than it was last year. Trubisky, I, I don't think Trubisky's terrible. No, I agree. But the problem is they have the league's worst offensive line, like stone-cold worst offensive line in the entire league. But besides that, they have good pieces on offense for sure. They do, and 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 hopefully Trubisky's mobility will help offset that. Um, I'm being told to tell you guys goodbye. Just so you know, it's not me. It's Brian Rubin. He wants to get rid of you guys. I would talk to you forever. Just to be clear, if you're angry about the, your lack of time here, uh, Brian Rubin is the person. To tell us. Uh, Adam, we will check you out on Twitter, at Adam Levitan. Do we think we ever get an updated uh, photo uh, for you? Uh, and you I, look 12 in your Twitter bio. I plan to die with that as my profile picture. Okay. So no, that's fantastic. You'll be like, you're, you're going to look like me. You're going to, you'll be my age one day and you'll still have that Twitter profile with a full head of hair. Um, anyway, we'll follow you there and we'll check all out your stuff at establish the run.com. Again, you guys do 
Uh, great work there. Lawrence Jackson, at Lord Don't Lose. Follow him on Twitter. We will see you on Roto World and establish uh, – not establish. <laughs> NBC Sports. At establish Dunham. the Roto World. Establish the Roto World. We're bringing Roto World back, and you are a big piece of it, my friend. Lawrence, we'll talk to you soon. What do you got coming up this week? Anything? Any pieces? It's uh, weekly roundups, man. Uh, stock up, stock down, and just getting ready for that season grind, baby. That's it. All right. Appreciate <laughs> you. All right, man. Lawrence, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Now let's bring in uh, from Roto World is Denny Carter and uh, a, another alumnus. Yes. And that is Josh Norris, the face of underdog fantasy. <laughs> Josh Norris, who's draft analyst, podcast pioneer. Oh, yeah. I'm told at Roto World. Were you the first podcaster at Roto World, Josh? So I think Adam and Kay might claim this. They did like two episodes, but you know, once you do 550 straight, Matthew, I think you can claim it for yourself, right? So yeah, this, absolutely. Is, this is how we ended it. So. Yeah, thousand percent. Screw Adam. Screw K. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who the, are they? Who are those people? You know what? Yeah, you're the podcast pioneer. We're calling it. We're calling it right now. Welcome back. Denny Carter, also with a jacket. Another blazer. Yeah, yeah another blazer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, blazer. I got to class it up a little. He said, hey, let's let's do let's blazer it up. Yeah. Yeah. I called Pat before. I said, we're doing the blazer. We're, we're bringing some, you know, some oomph to the, the podcast. You, you guys are there in your T-shirts and your jerseys. We, we want to balance it a little bit. That's all. Little yeah. We're, we're in a bar set wearing T-shirts. Whatever. I'm a 50 year old man in a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I want to thank. I want to thank Josh. Just to understand where Denny. Just so you understand, I just realized this. Just I had this crystallizing moment. I just realized this. This is this is what my life has become. I'm a 50 year old man in a fake bar wearing a t shirt, talking on a on a Zoom call about fake football yep. with 11 other people next to an it, Australian, it's a, next to an Australian guy in a Chad Pennington jersey. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. My life is, <laughs> is that what that is? What, yeah. What a world. What a world. Josh, I appreciate you jumping off my TV uh, for long enough to draft with us. Uh, every time I turn on my TV, Josh is there. I And when I'm at a bar or restaurant, I say, oh, my God, I know that guy. And then they Not, kick me out. Speaking of, Matthew, an old podcast bit that we had with Denny was to just get Denny's thoughts on random things. So if you will allow me to, I would love yeah. to take a minute to figure this out. Okay. By all means. Denny, your thoughts on cruises? Cruises? Like cruise ships. Uh, in the current pandemic age it sounds like the biggest nightmare of all time it sounds like that's where i if i go to hell i will be on a cruise forever in in hell yeah do you think there's a certain type of person that goes on a cruise like now presently oh man i mean do we not want to alienate any of the audience potentially that might that might happen i know our our rich rebar who's in this draft recently went on a cruise and he had a great time we love reeves (laughs) so i I love i do love rich so i can't say anything bad (laughs) Uh, i've been on cruise i will say this I've been on two cruises in my life, not uh, both pre-pandemic. But when you have kids, it's actually great. Like, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of kids. And so we took our kids young. And so I'm it is bragging. great because they can sort of run around a little bit. And they're more or less like there's not they can't go anywhere. It's like I'm self-contained. Right. It's self-contained entertainment. It's, a, it's correct. It is self-contained entertainment. I mean, I do you know, I do think about some of the stuff that I remember from the cruises where they would just have like. You know, it was all those inclu- all inclusive. Yeah. And so I just think about all the different people like going up to like the ice cream machine and like <laughs> and the sodas. And so, yeah, I mean, it is just a yeah. germ fest. Yeah. Um, uh, not for nothing. Oh, it's our turn to draft. At this point, like we're so uh, we're so out on everything. Let's go filter back to everything. Uh, did you, did you guys get ambushed by the receiver player. craziness? Um, I'm kind of into. Uh, oh, God. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson Michael, is Michael interesting. Carter, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, we could do that. 
you know, there's also Dak Prescott. We could trade Jalen Hurts, you know, like as we're talking about getting depth. Whatever. We've completely effed this draft. Um, <laughs> so Welcome to the world of hosting and drafting at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's awful. All right, we got 10 seconds left. <laughs> Make a call. Whoever you want. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, sure. uh, right. You have to do two in a row. That, that's right. We do have to do two in a row. Oh, but just no, to... you pressed the wrong button. Oh, no. <laughs> just got him in. We got him in. We got him in. There you go. But by the way, that's that that is every moment in every draft. We have 10 seconds left. We have to pick something. Oh, we hate them all. Who do you want? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is the perfect pick for that situation. Yes. You're right about that. He is the logical endpoint. Yeah. Speaking of Melvin Gordon, Matthew, by the way, I, I think my team was was heavily influenced by everyone overlooking certain players. Like everyone wants to leave Clyde Edwards Elaire out for dead. Everyone wants to leave. Damien Harris out for dead. DK Metcalf's not going to do well in Seattle. Uh, James Conner, no one wants to draft James Conner in round three, and I just wanted to benefit from this and, and add them to my team. Where, where'd you get oh, Damien Harris? Did we, we miss our pick? We ought to draft we got Jacoby Myers. We ought to draft Jacoby Myers. You did. What the F? This is the worst. By the way, you know what? I've loved my time uh, at Roto World since I've come back, <laughs> except for this moment where I've had to mock draft while hosting 12 other people. I've got a, I've got all these notes about everything that I'm supposed to do. It's like, He's like the he's the perfect auto draft guy, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers never, is the like the human being never presses uh, the button to draft Jacoby Myers. That was awful. <laughs> I didn't even. And by the way, and I'm also like, and this is an excuse, but like I have, I just honestly I haven't drafted on Yahoo before. Like I mean, <laughs> no seriously, I mean I spent 15 years at ESPN. I kind of like constantly drafted on ESPN. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've, I've done a lot more underdog drafts. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, underdogs have been ex in existence for like three years. Mm. Like I've literally done a ton more underdog graphs than I ever have on Yahoo. So I'm still trying to learn the, you know, everyone's got their different. Mm. I, I'm I don't totally understand. Playing on a different surface. I'm playing on a different surface. Yeah, yeah totally. Like so, um, uh, Josh, I think you uh, listen. I'm a big fan of underdog. You guys do great work there. It's it's just it's such a fun platform, and I think you've done a, a terrific job. Thank you. Uh, kind of as the face of that company. Uh, I agree with Denny. You do show up on TV a lot. Like, I don't know what the ad spend is for underdog, but like, um, it's impressive. Do you, I, here's a question for you. Do you get recognized in public now? No, no. I really? live in Brooklyn. My name isn't attached to anything. At one point, hopefully someone will like come up to me at the gym and be like, Hey, you're not as pale in real life or like, Hey, Huh. The screen does add 15 extra pounds. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sure things like this have been said to you, Matthew. But yes. no, right right now, I'm just the guy in the black T-shirt yelling at you to uh, win $2 million playing fantasy football, which is pretty yeah. cool. It's Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all, right? Which is pretty cool. Um, Denny, any thoughts on this draft so far? I mean, uh, we hate our team. Can, right. I, can, I, can I talk about Denny's team? You hate you? your own team. <laughs> Can I talk about Denny's team? Because sure. he did something absolutely egregious for this draft, okay? So we are here at the end of round three, the 310 selection. He takes Gabriel Davis, who I love, but yeah. ahead of DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, and PPR. I love Gabriel Davis. Love yeah. him. But some of those names, when we we're considering the scoring, Denny, that's – that's over a stamp DJ that's Moore, counting the like table. Over DJ Moore is a bit egregious. It, it, it sounds like you don't love him enough. No, what, no, what I'm no. I, so, I, I love him ahead of everyone else in the world except for you. So like what? Yeah. Six billion people Denny, besides Denny, you? Be honest, Denny. I, here's a question. I'm going to take Josh's question and just redirect it slightly. Be honest. 
Would you, if this were a draft that actually counted, thank God yeah. it doesn't, because again, we just <laughs> off out of drafted Jacoby Myers. Uh, I'm sorry, Alexa. Alexa told me not to say the F word, and I did. I'm sorry, I got out drafted uh, Jacoby Myers. I'm allowed one, but um, like, you know, what I would say here is, is like, if this were a real draft, would you still draft Gabriel Davis over DJ Moore, or is this you trying to show off in in an expert draft? Because that happens in expert drafts all the time, where it like does. I want to stake a claim to this guy or that guy, and so you make like some sort of like crazy pick. Like, look how right. high I am on Gabriel. Davis. Right. No, no, it, it there, you know, to, uh, to use an appropriate phrase, uh, we, we like to peacock with each other when yeah. we're, uh, nice. you know, when we're on here. So, so I, I may have been doing a little of that, but I am, I'm sick and tired of being in sharp draft rooms, which is, this is a lot, tons of sharp guys awesome. and, well, and, yeah. and, uh, and missing out on Gabe Davis. I have, this has happened to me three or four times this summer and I refuse to let it happen again. I, I I reached for him. It is a reach. It is a reach. But I feel okay about it because of the draft room. Now, in a casual draft room, I certainly wouldn't have taken him there. I would have waited at least one round. What's the opposite of peacocking? Because I think we anti-peacocked with taking yeah. Jacoby Myers on auto draft. On auto draft. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's good By balance. the way, watch Jacoby Myers have like the greatest season of <laughs> yeah, all time. Yeah. Watch him catch 120 yeah, balls from Mac Jones. Cooper Cup and Jacoby Myers. Right, so. exactly. Um, Josh, uh, what's your team looking like? I, I don't even, I can't even see on the screen. Yeah, while your... you're auto drafting Jacoby Myers, I, I, I made this claim that I was happy to inherit all the people that everyone is overlooking this season, like casting okay. out for dead, like James Connor in round three. For someone, for some reason, no one wants to draft James Connor despite them not filling in whatever Chase Edmonds yep. had. And, you know, that role was between the 20s that Chase Edmonds had. James Conner had all the high-value touches, and now he's going to be used maybe 65 75% of the time. The same can be said for Clyde edwards Lair, who, by all accounts, by us watching the preseason, I think he's locked in as their top running back. Damian Harris, you know, Ramondre Stevenson goes multiple picks or even sometimes multiple rounds ahead of him now. And has he lost the goal line role? Who knows? And then DK Metcalf, everyone's just casting him off because of playing in Seattle, which granted, but we're also getting him here at the top of the fifth round. So I'm, I'm just dropping all the value, allowing it to stack up on my team because I like uh, these good offenses and good teams. I, 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 agree, with a, I agree with a lot of that assessment. I, I'm, I'm out on CEH, okay. although I don't mind where you got him. But I'm totally with you on James Conner. We actually thought about James Conner instead of Zeke. It was like right there, yep. back and forth. He wanted to go Zeke over Conner. I have Conner actually ranked higher then Zeke, I, I'm with you. My love-hate list comes out on Thursday, uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, assuming I, I get it finished in time. Um, heads up, Ed Williams, you might have a late night editing. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, James Conner is on. My, I, I agree with you. The goal line role is there. He was a top six running back in the weeks that a, a Chase Edmonds missed last year. Oh, yeah. He, he's a, people are like, oh, the, the touchdowns are going to regress. And like, I, I don't think they actually are. Cardinals have been um, top two in goal-to-go rushing attempts each of the last two seasons. They like that. Kingsbury likes that. And he's more involved in the passing game. I think people would be shocked to know that he was top 10 in receiving yards among running backs last year. Like People yeah. don't realize what a good pass catcher James Conner is. So I like that call. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, Damian Harris is fine. I just – I'm team Ramondre over Damian oh, Harris. So am I, but – I mean, Matthew, you know this. Back, 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 back in June, Ramondre Stevenson was going 38 picks after than he is now. 
you know, like there's a huge shift. And I think that this can kind of get into the group think of what fantasy football is, where are we sure that Ramondre should now be drafted over Damian Harris or jump up 40 spots? Like it's I'm, I'm taking the one that now is a drop in value, because especially what we've seen the preseason is one guy gets a series. The next guy gets a series. One guy gets a series. The next guy gets a series. And Ty Montgomery's also factored in with that. But I wouldn't be shocked if that backfield is condensed down to two people now versus, you know, the the typical three that we've seen for the Patriots in its history. Well, Belichick said that yesterday, pretty much. Right. He said it's going to come down to those two guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brian Rubin, Darth Rubin, he didn't like that point, Josh. So he says you've got to go. Uh, Danny as well. Unfortunately, we've got to boot you fellas and, and bring in the next cycle. Uh, so, um, Denny, uh, real quickly, we can follow you at Twitter at CD Carter, right? CD Carter 13. At CD Carter 13. Sorry, I forgot the number. Um, I, it's hard to keep track of that. What's the real account and all the parodies yeah, no, no of, your, uh, of your Twitter account? We'll <laughs> that is true. Check out your stuff at rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. Uh, it's at Josh Norris, right? It is, it is. And uh, the Underdog Football Show. Having a blast. Matthew, this has been so much fun. Thanks for every, for getting everyone together. And uh, long live Rotoworld, everyone. Long live Rotoworld. And uh, congratulations on the success at Underdog. Uh, you know, the uh, the funding round is amazing and it's a lot of fun. Cool. So, And everyone uh, in the studio, by the way, great to see you. Big wave. It. Miss you all. See ya. Obvious. We'll see you, Josh. We'll see you. Let's, uh, let's bring in another great Rotoworld alumnus. That's what's been amazing is how... <laughs> The, the the big names that have come through. I don't think people realize just how insane the alumni is at Rotor World. At Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar comes in here, currently working uh, over at Sharp Football Analysis Rotor World. Um, I'm uh, yeah, let's draft him. Let's draft. Yeah, we tried to draft uh, him last time. Yeah, so we got told. Oh no, no, it's twenty seven. No, twenty seven oh. picks until our turn. It's not. We're not up yet. Oh, wait, yeah, anyway, it's fine. Dak Whatever. Prescott. We might have taken anyway. Oh, did we get Jalen Tolbert? Oh, yeah, okay. we just got him. Oh, and we got Dak Prescott. We got auto drafted again. But that's a good auto drop. We might have taken it. Yeah, okay, about that's fine. The second quarterback. That's yeah. good. Fine. Um, <laughs> whatever. Our team is awful, Rich Rebar. Please don't look at our team. Please enjoy. Anyway, Sharp Football Analysis. I'm actually in business with Sharp Football Analysis. They're part of rotopath.com. Throw the habit. Uh, I said this to Evan Silva about his uh, matchups column. I will say this about Rich Rebar and his worksheet. I think uh, your worksheet is one of the iconic Truly great columns in fantasy football history, Rich. So um, it is. Uh, it's great to have you here on the show. Also, Kyle Dvorak. Uh, do I, Kyle? Did I say your name right? You did. You. That's. It's almost shocking for someone to go one of one on their first try on my name. That is absolutely correct. You'll be Kyle D from here on out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just retire that. But, <laughs> Alberto, uh, Kyle D. You know the greats. And and Road World, Rich. What do you? Any memories of your time? How, when were you at Roto World? You know, and I, I mean, I remember discovering you at Roto World and reading the worksheet every week. Uh, when were you at Roto World from? Oh, let's see. So Roto World was my first full time job in the industry. You know, at NBC. You know, uh, you know, Ed and Brett hired me. I uh, want to say it was 2016, 2017, I, I believe. You know, it was uh, a long journey here. Jobs like this didn't exist. That you had a Matthew, uh, but you were the only one uh, when I was. You know, kind of. You know, exiting at a, exiting school and you know stepping into the real world. You know, so to speak. That's so. a very nice way of saying I'm old. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the nicest way of saying I'm old and dirty. I appreciate that. Yeah, how do we get to do what Matthew does? How do I get one of those jobs? And it, it took till I was 35. Um, and so, and you were at Roto World how long until you left to go work with Warren? Uh, I want to say 
for almost four years, three years, I, I believe. And then, yeah, you know, Warren came and the great summer of me and Evan and Ray all left all at once, unfortunately, uh, in like a span of like almost like three weeks. Um, but yeah, it was great. You know, I love it. I, you know, I, I always keep the bridges open and lines of communication open up to all the guys I treat. They're like my family, man. Uh, you know, so I, I always, anytime they reach out and need me to help out, I'm always in, in to come to the road world. Uh, I wish I'd come to the studio with you guys. Yeah. Well, listen, well, you're, you're welcome to come. You know, we love our Roto world alumni. We're bringing it back. We're bringing Roto world back. I've said this to a lot of the guests over the course of the show. We're bringing it back. And, um, this is not the, the only time we will do this. We will, we will continue. Uh, we really want to embrace our alumni. We think it's an impressive, I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's something really impressive. The amount of talent that has come through Roto world is sort of mind boggling. Honestly, when you think about guys like you or Evan Silva or Adam Levitan, right. Or Josh Norris, right. Or, or Greg Rosenthal, right. I mean, um, you know, it just on and on and on. Uh, Kay Adams, who's coming up, Graham Barfield, right? I mean, like, it, the list just keeps going on and on and on. Um, it was amazing. Like, we literally had to narrow down the list because we also have a bunch of great analysts here at Roto World, like, like Kyle, like Pat, like Denny, um, like Lawrence, uh, and, of course, Kyle. Kyle, how do you feel about your draft so far? Do you hate I your was- team as much as we hate ours? Because we hate our team. <laughs> So we are, uh, you know, coordinating the draft in a, in a Slack channel, and I took the running backs who were getting the we most touches. Slack channel? Yeah, we don't. Oh, well, like I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a a secret Slack channel. Actually, Pat just took two picks I wanted, so now I feel upset about it. I was made fun of. I was ridiculed for taking David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs, and I get it. I don't want to be the guy taking them, but it's not yeah, like it's not like I was taking them where they were going. Oh, I don't know. In July, like you guys are all smart. We have all sort of found a resting point on where they should go. And my team, I didn't, they were my first running backs. I needed to find some guys with touches. I couldn't wait five weeks to get Tony Pollard, you know, going in after Zeke in week nine or whatever. That that wasn't going to work out for my team. So I was made fun of for taking these boomer picks. And I, I in fact, feel great about my team. Honestly, Kyle, I will, I will tell you this, and I think that's an important point, and I think that's kind of the point that Josh was making as well, slightly different way, which is like, again, yes. no one likes – you don't like David Montgomery. You definitely don't like Josh Jacobs. But at some point, every player has value. And to your point, like, especially with Khalil Herbert's injury, like, David Montgomery, like, literally might have 20 touches a game at least to start the season. And, and so um, every player has value. It just It's just a matter of what it costs to acquire that player. And both those guys slid far enough in the draft where it made sense for your team. And so I think too many, too often fantasy drafters sort of like hold up their nose and like, like I'm out on Josh Jacobs, period. I want no part of that because he's going to be part of a committee. He's not going to get the passing down work that he got last year. Josh McDaniels is going to use multiple, which great. Asked and answered, of course. You don't take him as a top 15 running back. You don't take him as a top 20 running back. But there comes a point where it's just like, he's going to have value and return value at his ADP. Yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. I don't like – I'm not excited to be the guy taking Josh Jacobs. I don't think his outlook is great, but I think his outlook at the price I got him at, especially for my team construction, which just needed some like baseline points at running back. I literally hadn't taken – I had taken like six straight non-running backs to start the draft because it's PPR and a bunch of flex spots, so just throw, throw all the wide receivers in. But like I needed some points, and they were falling very far, and I still – like. Dave Montgomery's still the starter, right? It's an ugly team, a bad line, but they're going to give him a lot of touches, and that's really what my team needed is some points. Yeah, I think everyone's always looking for, like, the next Jonathan Taylor, but sometimes you need to look for, and this is a high-end version, but, like, Najee Harris last year wasn't efficient. He was a, on a mediocre offense, bad offense, 
bad quarterback, bad line, but just yeah. accumulates touches. And I think that definitely David Montgomery has that upside. Listen, we're at a we're at a bar. No, You're, you know we're at, we're at a bar here, and I'll just say like, yeah, everyone goes in the bar hoping they're going to meet like a, a model, mm. you know, a male model, a this female model. Dangerous that, already. No, I mean, <laughs> you're hoping to meet somebody that's better looking than you, whatever level you're at. Yes. But as closing time comes closer and closer and closer, you start, you know, you, you start adjusting your rankings. Yes. David Montgomery looks better. Like, I'll just, I mean, take a look, at, take a good look at me. <laughs> like literally no one ever talked to me at a bar until it was like one thirty. You know what I mean? Like I was a closing time special. <laughs> I was just like, all right, you know what? Uh, I'm drunk. You'll do. That's, that's me. That, you know, let's be clear. Uh, so uh, back when I was a single man, of course. Um, look, Rich, there's no way to follow that. It's, um, Rich, Rich, are there any guys that we were talking about this with Adam or, you know, we always try to talk about sort of preseason buzz. Um, any guys that you feel like you're, you're really high on or lower on than you were when the sort of the game started based on sort of news that you're hearing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the guys that I've been kind of having trouble with um, is Travis Kelsey this year, just given, you know, him being 33 years old, he's the oldest top 15 pick since Randy Moss in 2010. But given to what we've seen, everyone kind of was wondering what was going to happen with the Chiefs when they moved on from Tyreek Hill. How are they going to try to recalibrate this offense? And I think one of the biggest early tells, uh, you know, this preseason is that they're going to be a team that's going to lean on putting Travis Kelsey in the most advantageous spots now in this offense. They've they've completely reduced with Patrick Mahomes on the field. Now, granted, it's a small preseason sample here, but they've gone three wide receivers, just 55% of Patrick Mahomes snaps. It was 66% the last three years with the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey, if you go back to last year, he was a guy that, you know, was – you don't want to say he didn't have a down year, but teams were finding ways to combat Travis Kelsey a little more than he had over the course of his career. And now they're going to get him into these two tight end sets. And if you look at when he's been in heavy, heavier sets, his yards per route run go up, his targets per route go, go, go up, all his efficiency skyrockets because he's going to be running routes against linebackers now. And that makes a lot of inherent sense because the guys that they've replaced Tyree Kill with all kind of have question marks. We want Juju to regain his early career kind of output. We still are four years in on the McCole Hardman experiment. We don't really know what's going on there. MVS to this point, he just came from playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback and couldn't earn targets uh, outside of, you know, moonshots. Moon uh, and, you know, we don't know if Sky Moore, how much reps he's going to earn as a rookie as well. So it makes inherent sense that they're trying to recalibrate and put Travis Kelsey, who's their best offensive player, in you know, better situations. That's what Andy Reid's one of the rational coaches. So seeing them and how they've kind of operated with Patrick Mahomes and the first team offense this preseason makes me feel a little bit stronger about Kelsey. Maybe have one more magic ride with positional leverage here, you know, at the close of his career. Yeah, no, I like it. I, Rich, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing because I just drafted Logan Thomas because they all make fun of me for you know, again. We've we've completely we've we've screwed the pooch on our draft. So six ways till Sunday. So now it's just now we're just making ourselves laugh. Were those guys? What's the? Well, go ahead. What does it say? Oh, it just says say goodbye to them. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Um, really good analysis there, uh, Rich. Appreciate that. Real quickly on this, because you and I were having, you and I were DMing about this. You and I are in a league together, Rich. The the uh, the, the famed DFB uh, Dynasty League, and we were talking about sort of three pre- buzzy preseason guys in uh, Ravens tight end Isaiah Lake, uh, Isaiah Likely, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back for the Chiefs and Romeo Dobbs, uh, the Packers wide receiver. 
And so I asked your opinion on that. Where would you rank those guys for Dynasty and for this year real quickly? Then I want Kyle's opinion, and then we got to – unfortunately, we move on, I'm being told. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. The market value is just completely in lockstep with Pacheco right now. I mean, I've already traded him in Dynasty Leagues. He was a guy I took just like some, some fourth-round shots on, and I've already upsold him for future seconds. I even – Dropped in the chat, traded him in a package for Nick Chubb, you know, with Elijah Mitchell and got a future pick coming back. So the market and people are paying for Pacheco. I mean, people we saw this with CEH a couple years ago when Jonathan Taylor was literally the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. And somehow he was going 102 in rookie drafts because of the stigma, the, the, the offensive attachment that we were getting. Oh, I think I'm on the clock here, actually. Okay. Um, I, I don't know exactly. Kyle, while, while Rich is figuring out who he's going to pick, uh, where are you on the – I think Pacheco is kind of a really interesting out. guy. Isaiah Likely, I think, is more interesting in dynasty leagues, tight end premium leagues, that kind of thing. Um, although there are reports that he's going to be the number three in targets there behind Andrews and Bateman. Where are you on Isaiah Pacheco uh, and Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, I, I think Rich has the, the right read on Pacheco. I, I didn't think he was a particularly impressive prospect coming out of college Reports are that he's been a good pass catcher in camp, but that's not what he profiled at at Rutgers. So he's he's the ideal. Like it is apparently a uh, it is a seller's market for Pacheco. If you can if you can find a way to get off of him, that's what I would do. Not because I don't think he's like rightfully going to be the team's second running back. I just thought he was a pretty a weak prospect. So I would be trying to to move on from him in like all formats. I sort of feel like it's a three headed monster on a pass first team. Yeah, I mean, totally. I just, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be more involved than people think and see, you know, anyway. So I think it's a three-headed monster. I agree. Rich Rebar, we will follow you on Twitter at Lord Reeves, and we will check out all your fantasy analysis at sharpfootballanalysis.com, which, by the way, you can also get if you have a Rotopass subscription. Buy a Rotopass subscription, you get six great sites, including Rich Rebar's stuff, which is great over on Sharp. Uh, and Kyle is going to be – Kyle Dvorak is at rotorworld.com, fantasysportsedge.com. He does our DFS stuff for us, lots of rankings, lots of great stuff. Kyle, appreciate having you on the show as well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, let's our, it's our last group here. Pat Crane, of course, is part of the Roto World family here. And there's Graham Barfield. Graham Barfield not actually in the bathroom. His wife <laughs> is allowing him. Graham Barfield from FantasyPoints.com, former Roto World uh, alumnus right here. I was on a podcast, and they'd had Graham on the week before. Yeah. 
and Graham had to do the podcast from the bathroom uh. because his wife was doing a wine Zoom <laughs> with her friend. <laughs> That's a true story, right, Graham? No, it's a true. It's a true story. Sadly, uh, it doesn't doesn't reflect well on your boy. But no, yeah, the uh, the audio quality turned out great in the bathroom. I will say, uh, it's actually, the, that's uh, actually a thing. It's much better in the bathroom. I had to do. Yeah. I went on Detroit radio once yeah. to talk about like the Michigan Wolverines uh, in my walk-in closet because the kids were just being violently loud, and it was the best best audio I've ever had. So bathroom, closet, closet. Yeah. Right, and I'd be fine with that if if that had been why he got sent there. Yeah. But no, his <laughs> it was during the pandemic and his wife was having a, a happy hour Zoom <laughs> yeah. wine call with his friends. And here's Graham, who was just launching fantasypoints.com. Congratulations on the success there. Thank you me. and John Hansen and my buddy Scott Barrett, you guys have done a great job. Joe Dolan's over there as well. It's a great team over there at fantasypoints.com. And so he's launching this. He's like doing some publicity. Like he's trying to make a go of this. He'd left NFL Network. And so, and the wife, instead of saying like, hey, honey, you can have the living room. I'll, I'll just delay the Zoom a half hour. She's like, no, go to the bathroom. Poor fucking, poor, poor Graham is stuck in the bathroom while his wife is getting, you know, hammered with her friends on a Zoom. It's unbelievable. So anyway, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Barfield, for allowing Graham out of the bathroom to do the Roto World Reunion mock draft. Hey, listen, Matt, we, Barry, we've, uh, We've upgraded. We got an office now. We got a whole setup with uh, bookshelves in here. So you, you know, it's it's uh, it's looking up for me. It's All right, there you up. go. Fantasy points is going well. Pat, yeah. Pat Crane, how do you like your team so far, brother? Well, I, I like it. Yeah, I just finished it up. Really, um, okay. uh, just got in the sixteenth round pick, and I kind of went with like a, an anchor running back build with DeAndre Swift, and cranked through a lot of rookie wide receivers. Trying to find breakouts, um, mixing in running backs with uh, with an elite quarterback, elite tight end. So, is there okay. one pick that you like particularly? Like, talk to me about those rookie wide receivers. Is there one that you really targeted that you really wanted there? I did like getting Sky Moore at the seven eight turn. Um, Interesting. I was okay. hope, I was hoping to get Garrett Wilson at the nine ten, but uh, Kyle sniped him from me there. Um, and then, yeah, I liked being able to get Christian Watson and David Bell super late. Uh, Watson, obviously. Dealing with the knee, so we haven't seen anything from him. But you do feel like he's got some real ceiling if he can get on the field there with with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, anytime you can get Jacoby Brissett's fourth option, you got to do it <laughs> late in the draft. I think that's a, a smart move there. No, I like I like Bell from a talent. Like it's whatever. It's twelve team league, sixteenth round. Like there's no, no such thing as a bad pick other than what we've done. Like honestly, we I don't know if you've seen what the, the disaster that our draft is. Um, <laughs> I like the Sky Moore pick because I think talking about a lot of these rookie wide receivers, yeah. look at the upside is going to be attached to the passing situation. And if Sky Moore or Romeo Dobbs, if either of those guys pop, and they've got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers throwing them the ball, George Pickens is inextricably tied to Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Drake London has Marcus Mariota. Like there is a certain ceiling with Sky Moore and Dobbs that is unlocked by their quarterbacks. So yeah, I think those guys are worth a flyer. Hundred percent. Graham, how, when did you work from Roto World? What what time were you working from Roto World? Do you any any memories you have of your time here? Talk to me a little bit about your your Roto, your time at Roto World because one of the big things we want to do is we want to embrace our alumni. I've said this throughout this show. Is it's like we think it's just an unbelievable uh, roster of talent that have come through the doors at Roto World, and you were certainly part of that. You do great work. You've done it at, at Fantasy Points and NFL, and certainly here at Roto World. 
Hey, hey, well, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, I remember it well. Uh, I remember the day Evan Silva followed me and hit me up and he was like, hey, man, you know, I just love your stuff. Like, uh, you want to come write like a couple pieces for us? And the first article I wrote was a piece on like fantasy efficiency. And I'm, I'm sure it was terrible. You could go look in the ethers of, of Royal World and the CMS and stuff. But I'm sure it was not very good. But yeah, I remember it well. I was, that was uh, way back in the day, 2015, I want to say. Um, oh, okay. yeah, 2014, 2015, somewhere back in the day. And uh, I was a, a real young buck. Yeah, and I believe you did projections for Road World back in the day yeah. as well. Is it our, Oh, it's our turn to draft. Yeah. Pick whoever you want. Mal and Mac? I am obsessed with Mo Alley Cox. Let's take Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> right. What a way to end the draw. Well, we got Mark Andrews. We're, we're like we're like Mo Alley Cox and Logan Thomas. Like, <laughs> like a lot of – what was your strategy? Three tight ends. <laughs> Three tight ends in a one tight end, non-tight end premium scoring league. There you go. With an elite tight end. Put in the road to the peacock for my analysis. <laughs> the great thing is, is that we're not actually airing this thing because I've I, <laughs> so horribly wrong. This is not actually. It was just a good hangout. It was like Graham. It was like your wise Zoom call with our <laughs> with the wine. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get uh, Kay Adams on. Kay drafted with us, but uh, she wasn't feeling well, so we were able to get her on. But Kay, of course, was uh, on-air talent and host uh, for Roto World, did a great job, she then went on to NFL Network, Good Morning Football, hey, and uh, we're all anxiously awaiting her next stop, I believe. Yeah. That hasn't been announced yet, but I'm sure she'll have something awesome very, very soon. Graham, you like your team? Um, I don't you know. Don't, I, compare I, it to I, ours. Yeah. <laughs> I started uh, with three straight running backs, which I don't usually do, but I got Eckler, Mixon, and Javante Williams, all three guys who can catch passes and then just yeah. unloaded on receivers. I know Pat said he was a big fan of his pick of Sky Moore. I was not, uh, for what it's worth. I, I wish I had gotten him because I should I should have drafted him. That's the, one of the guys I wanted on my team because I needed some upside. But uh, settle for Chris Olave, Alec Pierce, rookies late round, just give you some upside. But I like both of them. I like both those guys. My concern on Sky Moore is just when was the last time a third pass catcher had fantasy value in Kansas City? But, like, I mean, again, like, if you go through the game logs, like, I mean, like, there'd be a big Byron Pringle game, and then there'd be a big Demarcus Robinson game, and, you know, once a year Sammy Watkins would pop up from the dead and, like, and have a huge game. But, but it just feels like the Andy Reid system, and, again, I get it. They don't have a Tyreek. They don't have a guy that they have to feed. Right. But I sort of feel like it's going to be Kelsey and Juju, um, and I desperately hope it is because we <laughs> Juju is our number one wide receiver. <laughs> we went we we went running back, uh, running back, running back, and and tight end. We got Andrews at, at third, and so um, we were sort of chasing wide receivers throughout the draft. Um, luckily, we got auto drafted Jacoby Myers, so we should be good. <laughs> oh yeah, I think the first time also is that he has. Not impossible that he could be the second pass catcher by the end of the season. Just yeah, sure. Juju Smith Schuster is not Devontae Adams. And no, you mentioned no, no, the I'm system. Hundred percent. But my my fear on Sky Moore is that he's a better dynasty pick than redraft yeah, pick for sure. because of again, because there'll be some Miko Hardman games, there'll be some MVS games, there'll be you know, like it just like you know, just for consistent fan like it's not that Sky Moore won't have good fantasy games, it's just Will you know when to start Sky Moore? Is always sure. the question in season-long redraft leagues. Pat, I don't know what your thoughts are there. I mean, feel free to argue with me. I, you know, what I mean, no, I think that I think that's very fair. Yeah, I think 
the play with with Sky Moore, I think, is that you're you're probably going to be waiting a little bit and seeing if he's getting you know more and more routes and kind of working his way not just up the depth chart but kind of up the target pecking order. The thing I like about him, you mentioned the Andy Reid system. He feels like a really good fit to me because he was great after the catch in college, but he was great after the catch on intermediate routes. So you know, kind of over the middle stuff. He's not like a gadget guy racking up yak he was actually racking up yak and in a way that i think will really fit kind of the andy reed system and if juju's not a tyreek target share type of guy maybe he's you know he could be more like 20 percent instead of 30 percent. and now there's there's room for sky Moore to kind of eat in and hopefully over the course of the the end of the season where you know you're entering the fantasy playoffs you now have a guy you are confident starting week to week i think that's totally fair uh especially because to your point like uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good enough that Patrick Mahomes trusts him, right? I mean, because like, I mean, again, that scheme and that quarterback can make a lot of so-so talent pretty special, right? And yep. so, if Sky Moore is anywhere close to decent, and Mahomes and Reed like him, pun, pun intended, sky's the limit. There you go. There you go. I just yeah, I wrote it back. I just I just yeah. it is a tough one to end on. But let I me mean, again. We we auto drafted Jacoby Myers. Like our, our whole whatever. My whole team is crap. It's awful. I highly recommend if I can give one piece of advice to the people watching at home: never ever host a Zoom call and try to do a draft at the same time, especially with a co-host co-host on a platform that you've never really drafted on before. So, um, if that's one piece of advice I can give, but I had a good run. My yeah. career is over. It's fine. It's it, I had a good run. It was all. It's all happy. Um, I'm being told to say goodbye, that it's a wrap. Um, I think it just means for me, you guys will probably be hosting Fantasy Football Happy Hour uh, tomorrow. But um, on the off chance that we haven't been fired, uh, I would like to plug Fantasy Football Happy Hour, available on Peacock, on the new NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Oh, did you get rid of the guys? I was yeah, going to say goodbye to them. Oh, there we go. Let me say goodbye to them for the love of Pete. <laughs> You guys, sorry, my, I'm yelling at my producer. It's very rude. Uh, anyway, Fantasy Football Happy Hour at Peacock TV, uh, NFL and NBC YouTube channel, and wherever you get your podcast. So please check it out. Uh, once again, it'll be live at noon tomorrow and then available on demand on all those platforms. Graham Barfield, I know we can check you out on Twitter at Graham Barfield and at FantasyPoints.com. Is there anything specific you'd like to plug? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, fantasypoints.com. Getting the projections updated every day. Getting cheat sheets going. It's uh, it's draft season, guys. It's uh, the best time of the year. It is the best time of the year. Once again, congratulations on making it out of the bathroom and into an <laughs> office. It's uh, it, things must be going well at that's Fantasy Points for you to to, be going, able to afford. They're going well enough, Barry. They're going well they're, enough. They're, fair <laughs> enough. I got it. I understand. Every day's a struggle. I hear you. It's all good. We're uh, you know your day to day. We're all day to day, and. Um, Listen, uh, Pat Crane, you do the uh, you do the the weekly walkthrough, uh, the game by game preview for Roto World. Just a beast of a column there. So we will check you out. I feel like I apologize. I don't have your Twitter handle memorized. It, I feel like there's an underscore in there. Do I have that no, right? It's just at no? Pat Crane. At Pat Crane. <laughs> All right. Have you thought about an underscore? Do you want? Would you like an underscore? Do you need an underscore? <laughs> I can try it out. Think about Karain is spelled K-E-R-R-A-N-E for that. This has been a disaster of a show. And I just I would like to thank no underscore. Right. Auto-drafted Jacoby Myers. I got everyone's everyone's a thing wrong. Uh, but I Graham Barfield, Pat Crane, I want to thank the both both of you, along with Greg Rosenthal, Pat Doherty, uh, Adam Levitan, Denny Carter, Josh Norris, Rich Rebar, um, and you, Jay Croucher. 
uh, and Kay Adams and Evan Silva and Lawrence Jackson. I think I got everyone. Uh, and Kyle Javorczyk, sorry, for joining us here on the Roto World Reunion Mock Draft Show. If you have somehow watched all this, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. But you, you <laughs> certainly, luck. yeah, good luck to you. God bless. And uh, so thank you, Graham. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, everyone. No one's actually watching now. <laughs> yeah. You think? Let's end it. All right. <laughs> God bless. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.